98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfen down your lunch. Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. A busy day heading into the first full weekend of NFL football. So what better time for all of today's top sports stories in one place, Wolf? Wolf and down your lunch. Aaron Maloney is here, Aaron. So the Arizona Cardinals and starting outside linebacker Marcus Golden agreed today about 45 minutes ago to a one-year contract extension worth up to $6.5 million. <sighs> Finally. Boy, that feels good right there. Marcus Golden, the dog, is in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Well, and he did speak to the media today. Okay. And he doubled down saying he was not sitting out due to a contract. He was sitting out. It had to do with the injury. Like I said, man, my reason for sitting out, I hurt my toe, dropped the kettlebell on it. But, man, I kind of let everything take care of itself, man. I'm a guy that's going to work hard no matter what. I'm going to come out and do my thing and, and grind no matter what, man. And, uh, of course, of course, you want to get paid and everything else. It's a business, so you want to get paid. But uh, that ain't been on my mindset at all. I've been focusing on getting back and getting ready for the game. And let me just say that Marcus Golden joined the media before the contract extension was announced. <laughs> mm, interesting. Okay. Yeah, you know what's interesting, too, is the fact I totally believe everything he is saying right there. Because I think, I think that as soon as he had questions about his contract and possibly wanting a new contract, which was early in training camp. Mm-hmm. August 1st. I think. The Arizona Cardinals probably went to him. This is nobody's told me this, but it makes perfect sense that they would have gone to a guy like Marcus Golden, junkyard dog, and said, "You know what, buddy? Hang in there. We'll get there." Well, okay, I'm not going to practice. Whatever it may be, I'm not. We're we're going to get there. I think they would have told him that immediately, and maybe they were co-partners in his holding so to speak. And then uh, I would assume the addendum was, we're going to get there with you before the season starts. Can you not drop 50-pound kettlebells on your toe anymore, though? Right. That would really help And I think that really happened. Uh, I, I don't think you make that up. The Arizona Cardinals are gearing up to take on the Chiefs on Sunday. So what will be the key to the Cardinals' defense against the high-powered Kansas City offense? Here's Jalen Thompson from the Big Red Rage last night. Really the main thing, we got to get to the QB. We have to get to uh, Mahomes. Mm. Um, If he can stay back there and, uh, you know what I mean, dance around and uh, make any throw, like I said, that he he can make, then it's going to be a long, tough game for us. So that's the biggest thing, I think, just getting to the quarterback. He went on to say, "Really, just a, another big thing about him is he can uh, he can scramble really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a nightmare for defenses. Um, you know what I mean? We have to definitely be sound. He can make a- any throw that any quarterback in the league can make. Um, so, yeah, uh, he, we have to be on our toes when, when we go against him." So my question: Who on the Cardinals' defense do you expect to have a big game on Sunday? Isaiah Simmons. Well, I'm going to say Marcus Golden needs to have a big game. I'm going to say Marcus Golden right now. I, I will. I'm going to assume we both just didn't say Buddha Baker because that's just kind of a given. He'll have a big game. So, like, the question's not fun if we say Buddha. 
Here's the one thing about it. Marcus Golden, um, he's fresh. Would you say he's fresh? He's fresh. There's no doubt. He got paid. I think he's going to want to go out there knowing the dog that he is and double down on his dogdom, especially playing against a left tackle that has had issues bringing his intensity from time to time, Orlando Brown Jr., yeah, you know what? Um, he's going to get the opportunity. The Chiefs are going to throw the ball often. Yeah, I think Marcus Gold's going to have a huge What's game. amazing about this environment, you can say something like double down on his dogdom. And yes. Nobody even like looked twice. Like, ah, oh, it's just Wolf saying double down on his dogdom. Yeah, unless you're from Twitter. You know, what is that? What is Twitter? Who did that? Yeah. Who was that coach that did that? Oh, uh, it wasn't. Uh, I don't remember who it was. Well, I remember what Belichick. You're about. Well, Belichick called it snap like, face. Snap face. Yeah. snap face. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, "What is your prediction for Cardinals versus Chiefs on Sunday? Your choices: Cardinals win by one score, Cardinals win by multiple scores, Chiefs win by one score, or Chiefs win by multiple scores." <sighs> <laughs> I, think, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a one-score game. I think it's going to be a one-score game, and I think the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm going to give them their due because of their offense, because of Patrick Mahomes, and because of what the Chiefs were able to do last year. you got to give them that edge right now. Yeah, I think if we're going to answer this question honestly, I think the Cardinals do have a legitimate shot to win. I don't think this is like a foregone yeah, conclusion. totally agree. And I don't think losing to the Chiefs suddenly makes you bad. But I do think the Chiefs, I mean, they don't have anybody on the injury report. The Cardinals have a ton of guys on the injury report, and they do have Patrick Mahomes and, and Travis Kelsey. So I'll go Chiefs by one score. He's the best quarterback in the league right now. Josh Allen's closing the gap quickly, though. 71% say Chiefs win by multiple scores. Oof. 16% say Cardinals win by one score. 8% Chiefs win by one score. And then 4% Cardinals win by multiple scores. So we got a look at one of the Cardinals' division rivals last night as the Rams fell to the Bills 31-10. Josh Allen threw for 297 yards and three touchdowns, while Matthew Stafford threw for 240 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions. So how did that feel, Sean McVay? We weren't ready to go. Um, I take a lot of uh, you know pride in that, and that's on me. I got to do better. There was a lot of decisions that I made that I felt like didn't put our players in good enough spots. This was a humbling experience, but we're going to stay connected. We're going to all look inward. We're going to do a better job moving forward. But you give credit to the Bills, and then we've got to understand that we've got to have that mindset and mentality to be able to move forward accordingly. <laughs> By the time he's done, it feels like they won. It's, it's insane. But I love that guy, man. A lot of people were saying that last night was going to be a Super Bowl preview, and these two teams were going to meet in the Super Bowl this season. After watching it last night, do you still think that? After watching it last night, I don't think it would be a very good Super Bowl. If, no. if it's going to be no, but you know what, though, no. honestly, Wolf. I think the Rams would still be my pick to come out of the NFC right now because we talked about this briefly yesterday. Who's gonna? Who are the playoff teams? I don't trust Green Bay more. I don't trust Tampa more. I don't trust Dallas, Philadelphia, Cardinals, the 49ers. Those are my other playoff teams, and I'd still take the Rams over any of them right now in a playoff game. Listen, it's week one in the NFL. Um, what you saw from the Los Angeles Rams yesterday is not who the Rams are going to be this entire season. It's not going to work that way. The Buffalo Bills are going to lose some games as well. Um, don't read too much into what you see in week one. Don't do it. 
All right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, as always, Aaron. And when we come back, you know what? We're going to hand out a little preseason awards. I guess we're not handing out awards. We're going to predict some uh, some preseason awards for the uh, the Cardinals uh, coming up. Actually, no, we're not. We're going to do that in a little bit. We're going to look at injuries because there's another name <laughs> out there, Wolf. There's, it was good, man. There's another name in addition to Rondale Moore that we haven't even gotten to talk about who showed up on the injury report. That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert! Presented by 72 Soul. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Right up now. The Funk Soul Brother. Check it out now. The Funk Soul Brother. Right about now. The Funk Soul Brother. Check it out now. The Funk Soul Brother. Right about now. Okay, Wolf. A lot of uh, Cliff talking to this. It's like the Wolf laughing remix. Sorry about it. It's just kind of cool. I I dig it right here. Even though I'm fat and 59, I kind of dig it. (laughs) That would explain why you just have this blasting on your phone as you dance around the newsroom. No, that's not what I do, ladies and gentlemen. I have a lot of Cliff cuts here, and they are unfortunately talking about injury updates. He spoke today, obviously, oh, after no. practice. It's just a lot of injury stuff. Now, this is a name we didn't get into yet, Wolf, so let's, let's, <laughs> let's just reset There's where we are. There's somebody new on the injury. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, no, okay. or we just no, haven't talked no, about Well, I mean, new as of yesterday. Okay, so real quick, let's, let's get you caught up going into the game. Okay, here are the Chiefs that aren't practicing, okay? Frank Clark, because he's sick. Wow. Okay, at least there's one. There's one. There's one. There's one guy that is a question mark right now, Frank Clark. He's barfing his brains out or something. So I don't know if that's what it is. So now here are the Cardinals that have had issues staying on or getting on the practice field this week, okay? Remember, this is the team that rested guys during the preseason so they wouldn't have to deal with this. Rondale Moore, limited yesterday. Marcus Golden, limited, but he's back, and I think we can go ahead and take him off the list now. I feel like his toe has healed, and he got that extension. <laughs> Rodney Hudson, non-injury, uh, didn't practice on Wednesday, but he was back yesterday. Yeah, so yeah. there's some progress. Rest, I believe, is what yes. they said. Rest. Some rest. Okay. Uh, Trayvon Mullen didn't practice yesterday with a toe issue. Okay. J.J. Watt didn't practice yesterday with a calf issue. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Brewer is full. He was full yesterday oh, with that ankle issue. Okay, so maybe we'll have a long snapper at least. Zach Ertz didn't practice yesterday with that calf issue, although it sounds like he's back today. Justin Pugh, limited all week so far with a neck issue. Zeke Turner, limited with a shoulder issue. Jonathan Ward, limited with a shoulder issue. This is all, by the way, still going into week one. And uh, Cody Ford showed up on there yesterday, Wolf, limited with an ankle issue. Meanwhile, Adam Schefter just tweeted, Chiefs aren't listing any players with injury designations for Sunday's regular season season opener at Arizona. Okay, good. That's really good. Thank you. We appreciate that. Thanks, Adam. Um, (laughs) 11 guys. 11 guys right now that are question marks. Again, is this gamesmanship? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe there's some gamesmanship there, but these guys got to be really... Injured yeah. to get on the injury report. Well, otherwise you're messing with your own your own preparation for the week, right? Yes. I mean, I don't know that you would make if you were gonna if it was gonna be gamesmanship, 
then that would kind of be something you were committing to doing all year, I would think. You wouldn't just do it week one against the Chiefs. Right. And then how do you ever really <laughs> get into a routine? Oh, man, can you imagine that? Well, you know, honestly, if it works here, you're going to see it again. Well, I think that's true. <laughs> Who knows, but man. I think let's, these guys just all hurt. Let's hope these guys somehow, someway are going to play because think about, let's just listen to the names. Rondell Moore. <laughs> yeah. Kind of need him. Kind of a Marcus Golden. Okay, you know what? I'm going to take Marcus Golden off this list. Let's take Golden. Can and I just can do we take that? Hudson off the list too? Can we say they're both going to play? Uh, yeah, yeah he, he practiced. All right. So Rodney Hudson, he's um, rested. I, he's he's rested. Rodney Hudson. I'm going to take him off as well. Now, what's the next guy? Um, well, Cody Ford. Uh, no, yeah, Mullen is a man. Oh yeah, Trayvon Mullen. Trayvon Mullen, okay. of course, he hasn't practiced all Boy, week. Trayvon Mullen just showed up. He got hurt immediately. Must be something about uh, JJ Watt. Is that kind of an important name right there? Yeah, it's not like Trayvon Mullen isn't. Um, he's probably going to be your third corner. Going into this game, most likely, he's going to be your third starter at corner going into this game against the Kansas City Chiefs of all teams. And there are three wide receivers, not to mention Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the game. Um, J.J. Watt. Here's an update on Watt from Cliff just about uh, within the last hour or so. Um, same, just day-to-day. I mean, he's a guy that he knows the defense inside and out, so if he can go on Sunday, he'll go. And if not, um, we're getting ready for next week. Similar answer from Cliff, except there was one thing he added. Did you hear it, Wolf? There was same day-to-day. Yeah, right. (laughs) That sigh wasn't there earlier in the week. You're right about that. But he's a vet. If he's able to go, we'll get him ready. Otherwise, we'll get him ready for next week. Yes, okay. Brew, I'm going to circle Brew right here, too. Aaron Brewer. I'm going to circle him, him and I'm going to say he's in. Okay, all right. He's in. He's practicing, correct? I like this. Let's let's just declare some of these guys limited. I'm going to do that. He was full uh, Thursday. He was full yesterday. Okay, go. Oh, he's he's definitely playing, okay? Uh, Zach Ertz, give me that again. Well, Limited Wednesday. Yes. Didn't participate yesterday. I believe he was back out there again today. Here's an update from Cliff on Zach Ertz and Marcus Golden. I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm more hopeful than I was. So I think they got to get out there Sunday and see how they feel and run around. And hopefully they can both uh, contribute in some manner. I, I don't know if it'll be the entire game, but. Uh, hopefully they can give us something. Well, there's Whoa. a twist. Maybe like limited snap, Zach Ertz. Okay, Maybe they're going to play. Getting. You know what, honestly? <laughs> well, Golden. I'm going to say Golden's going to play. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not only that, though, but he was talking about Marcus and Zach, Zach Ertz, Ertz right yeah. there. Um, I'm going to say the fact that Cliff literally said, you know, hey, listen, it, it might not be the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> so he expects, I'm going to circle Zach Ertz. Gonna put Zach say, I'm going to say that he's in. Give him a semicircle. Well, like, how about that? Yeah, but circle him, but like he might not be out there as much as normal. Okay, so I, I have got Rodney Hudson. I've got um, Marcus Golden. I've got Brewer, Aaron Brewer. I've got Zach Ertz circled right. I think, good. hey, you know what? There's four guys I think are going to play. Let's keep talking ourselves into other guys playing. You want to go further down the Justin list? Justin Pugh. Okay, Justin Pugh limited all week with the neck issue. I don't, I don't. He's limited all week. He's limited. Yeah, I don't he's, have. He's playing. Okay, okay. I'm circling him. <laughs> Justin Pugh, he's a tough guy. Justin Pugh's a very tough guy. Tough guy, he's playing. He's limited. He's been limited all week. All right, he's been limited for a lot longer than that. Um, But he is going to play.
So I'm going to circle Justin Put him Pugh. in there, too. Okay, how about Zeke Turner, limited all week with the shoulder issue? No, limited all week. He's limited. You know, if you're well sure. enough to go out and practice, get a couple of reps, you know, suck it up. And okay, Zeke so, Turner so he's is one too. of those suck it up guys. All right, okay. Uh, here's here's another one from Cliff on how you prepare for a game with so many injuries. Yeah, you, you try to establish some backup plans with, hey, if this guy can't go, um, this guy will be taking that play. If that guy can't go, he'll be taking that play. And so you, you prepare for those emergency s- scenarios. And uh, like I said, skill-wise, we feel like we have some good depth there that guys can step in and uh, and play. And, and same with on defense. Um, cornerback, we've talked about it. The depth there is, is a bit scary going into week one against this team particularly. But, um, you know, we, we feel like some other positions – we have good depth and guys that can step up and contribute at a high level. You're going to need a flow chart to figure out who can play on yeah. Sunday and then who has to play if somebody else doesn't play. Like It's it's always a big deal in an NFL game who are the actual like scratches and who's dressing for the game. Yeah. But I feel like that the importance of that has been heightened for the Cardinals this Sunday. There's no doubt about that. Um, Jonathan Ward, of course, uh, is a guy. Did he say anything about Jonathan Ward? I don't have a Jonathan okay. Ward update from Cliff. All right. Um, I, I'm just. I've got Cody to, Ford. I got Cody Ford what, update. Do you really? I Cody do. Ford. Yeah, yeah, here we give go. me that Cody one. Ford's dealing now with an ankle injury out of nowhere, seemingly, yesterday. We'll see, like I said, how, how that shakes out the next couple hours as well. Some roster maneuvering and see where we need to go. But um, unfortunate that he got banged up. He was doing a good job. And. We're trying to sort that out. Okay. Uh, wait, um, what? What was that? That roster, roster maneuvering? maneuvering? Uh, you know what? I'm not circling Cody Ford. I don't. Oh my goodness! Good. This is. You know, here's wow. the one thing I think we can say right now. I, I want to know if, in fact, if in fact these guys um, are getting hurt. And they're all hurt to the degree. And this isn't the gamesmanship. Once again, you have to be hurt to be put on the injury report. I, 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 don't, think it's, I don't think okay? it's. I don't think it's so, gamesmanship, honestly. To the degree in which you don't know if they're going to play could be gamesmanship yes. right there. Yeah. Okay, but the fact that they're injured or nicked up, that's a fact. Well, that's got to happen. I think that's evident in how exhausted Cliff already sounds. Yeah. As we're playing more yes. and more of these answers. He's like, yeah, I got to figure out contingency plan B, C, and D. Here's, here's what I'm hoping, though. Whatever you did this year in training camp, you're not going to do that again next year, right? Is this is this possible evidence that you might be looking at it and you might say, you know what, man? Whatever we did this year, we're not going to do that again next yeah, year. I mean, I don't know how much can you control this. You got eleven guys on this injury report now. How many have you circled that you think are going to play? Because I would be, okay, okay. I would not be shocked if you know seven of these guys play. Six. Okay, so six. Okay, six, so let's, yeah. let's so okay. Either way, let's say six or seven. Like I, these guys, a lot of these guys are going to play. But I think that, like you said, they're all dealing with stuff to the point where Cliff and his coaching staff have had to come up with all these different contingency plans, and you're going into week one. You'd just like to focus on Mahomes and the Chiefs. The whole idea of not playing players in preseason games, for the most part, it has to do with week one in the NFL being ready to go. We want our guys 100% healthy and ready to go. Wow. Who? We got 11 guys right here that are question marks. What? Well, no, okay, not I, Marcus Golden. You can't put him as a question mark. You can't. Um, you can't do that. 
Okay, but just but look you at still the, have five guys. Just the offensive line in general, though. This off season, at one point, DJ Humphreys was was out. It was early in camp, and yeah, then he got paid. Right. But either way, it, Justin Pugh right now say, is questionable. Don't, don't say that. No, no, right. no. But I'm just saying, you know, like Humphreys, a month ago. No, okay, no. here we go. But as you're trying to prepare for a season, Humphreys earlier, Pugh right now is questionable. Rodney Hudson, you know, even though if he was going to be on the team coming into training camp, Will Hernandez at one point was out, and you know he's back. Cody Ford is dealing with like how many guys on the offense of line have they had to maneuver around here over the last month just all the names right now that we've already gone through and talked about this entire beautiful part of the program right here makes you think the cardinals how are they going to win uh, Isaiah Simmons. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. And um, <laughs> I lost it. We come back. Now we're going to do the awards, Wolf. Who do you think is going to be the 2022 MVP for the Cardinals? We'll give you that and some other picks next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Alert, alert, alert! Presented by 72 Soul. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. You've got this new head filled up with smoke. I got my veins all tangled close to the jukebox box. You frequent the safest place to hide. Hey, this was a uh, producer Wolf production here. Coming up with uh, some potential awards, Cardinals awards for the oh, season. Oh, okay. Not yeah. Taking Back Sunday. Did I do that? Taking Back Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect name for a band going into football season, right? Yeah, I think so. Man, I... Unlike the Rams last night, Giving Back Thursday. Okay. Ready for some of these topics that you came up with? Maloney just saw them. Didn't you see them? Was that the first time you've ever seen them in concert? Yes. Were they they were very good. Yeah? Yes. Wow, really? The I Wolf saw them about three weeks ago. Okay. okay. Where'd you see Um, I think it's called... Air, it's whatever the Dodge Theater is now. So Arizona Financial Theater, yeah, I think it is. It's changed so many times. That's a great place to see a concert. It was fun. You're just yeah, like totally. in there. Yes. Totally. 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 Noggin. It's, it's like Dude. actually it's like actually seeing Nirvana at the Paramount. Have you ever seen that little mini doc they did on that? Yeah. Yes. But I never saw Nirvana. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, that's cool. All right. I digress. Done. Done You've on. taken this to Nirvana. What is this thing called again? Okay. What is it this? It doesn't have a name. Big Red Guesses? Oh, yeah. Is okay, that it right there? Is that, is that you These just are not sliding predict- it in there? This is not predictions based on audience. Right. No, they're not. This is just a guess. Okay, so we've got six categories that you came up with. Educated though they may be. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, you want to start with, why don't you pick? They're, they're your category. Okay, you know what? Um, let's start with Rookie of the Year. Okay. Thinking of the Arizona Cardinals, of course, their depth chart. Think of their roster and think of who might actually be the Rookie of the Year for the Arizona Cardinals going forward. Yeah, we're just doing this just for the Cardinals, right? We're not doing, yes, okay. right, yeah. Did you see, is, the Cardinals. It, is it George Pickens on the Steelers, by the way? He is, he is the favorite for NFL Rookie of the Year now, offensively. Is he really? Yeah. Why? I, I don't. How, how? What? I mean, there were no, there weren't really any quarterbacks taken very high in the draft. Kenny Pickett, but there yeah. weren't really a ton. But Pickens, as of yesterday, was was either first or second in offensive rookie of the year. Okay. In wow. I, something's going on. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. The uh, fix is in. Is that what you're saying? Well, I just either that or he's like looking like their best player, and I don't know. 
Uh, a Cardinals uh, rookie of the year. I'm I'm going to go with Trey McBride. He might have to make plays uh, in two days. Yeah. Um. I'm going to have to do the exact same thing. I'm going to have to go with Trey McBride. Um, I expect big things from him. I really, really do. Based on what I saw and his willingness to stick his face into the fire, um, his back does concern me from time to time. It does. I think about it. The fact that he tweaked his back and he had a back issue as well in college, that I, I am a little concerned about because if you have a true stud tight end, a wide tight end like I think Trey McBride can be, he's going to be right there at the point of attack, which means you better have a strong back. But I'm going to have to go with Trey McBride as well for rookie of the year. Yeah, How about this NFL offensive rookie of the year. I was just real quick. Kenny Pickett and George Pickens are the two favorites. Then Damian Pierce of the wow. Houston Texans. What second. are the odds of Pickett and Pickens? I, I mean, honestly, that in itself should have pick, biggest odds. Picket and pickens, <laughs> kind of like pigskin parts and picks. Pigskin pick. Interesting. Okay, don't get me started on that. Uh, How about MVP late. for the Arizona Cardinals? Uh, I mean, I, I went with Kyler Murray. This is my least exciting pick. Although, if he's, I mean, he needs to be the MVP. So I'm going to go with Kyler. Oh, you're going to go with Kyler. It's not, that, that one I will give you is not like a bold prediction. I think I have some other bold ones on here. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go James Conner. <laughs> I'm going to go James Conner as their MVP. This is a guy that um, has the capability of impacting what they do in regard to running the ball, Ron Wolfley reporting, and also in regard to throwing the ball. He's excellent in blitz pickup mm-hmm. as well. I think rundown situation, first and 10, second and one to six, is going to be a big group, a huge important area in regard to the Arizona Cardinals having success. And that means James Conner is going to have to be able to hold up in pass protection. And he's very, very good coming out of the backfield. I think he's going to go over a 1,000 yards combined rushing and receiving well over a 1,000 yards combined. I think he's going to be the MVP because I also think he's a great leader inside that locker room. And he's a guy that other guys rally around. I, yeah, I could easily Captain. see James Conner, Captain James Conner. Uh, all right, we only have two minutes to get through the rest of these, so oh, okay. I'm going to throw a couple more at you. Newcomer of the year. I'm going Hollywood. Okay, uh, newcomer of the year, Hollywood, Braun, I'm with you. It felt like watching that Rams game last night. Every time they showed the Hollywood sign, that was like the Cardinals advertising on that hill outside of uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah no. Not only are you losing to Buffalo by 21, there's a big Hollywood sign up there. Yeah, Hollywood, once again, is going to impact the offense even when he doesn't have the ball. Uh, how about Defensive Player of the Year? Defensive Player of the Year. You this know where I'm going is, with this. Where? where are I'm you going, going Isaiah Simmons. You're I've bought all Isaiah. the Isaiah Simmons you, stock there is. You, Okay, you know what? I'm Buddha. If he has a bad year, <laughs> I'm just I give up. I'm going Buddha, 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 Buddha right there. Okay. Given, yeah. I mean, well, if you hate Jalen Thompson, Jalen Thompson would right be right there. Jalen's yeah. right there. I'm going Buddha Baker for Defensive Player of the Year. How about Offensive Player of the Year? Um. Gonna go Kyler again. I think he's gonna have a monster year. I would assume you're going Connor, right? 
No, I'm not. Oh. As a matter of fact, you're in, hey, offensive player of the year doesn't have to be your MVP. Well, you know, there were a couple players I would have thrown out there, but they're all hurt. So I'm just yeah. going to go with Kyler. I'm going with Kyler Murray as my offensive player of the year for okay. the Cardinals as well. That's not going to shock anybody. But um, listen, Kyler needs to continue to develop. As the young guy that he is, the young quarterback that he is, he's shown every bit of the skill that you need to go out and light the league up, and he has done that from time to time. Now he's got to continue to mature, continue to develop as that leader, and I think he will. Uh, you also put transitional technician of the year on here, I noticed. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. The, well, of course, special teams, a third of the game, an equal part of the game right here. Who are you going to put as your transitional technician? I just wanted to get Keontae Ingram on here, so I'm going to put him on there. I don't know how much he's going to get to play, though. Okay, um, yeah, you know what that would be. That'd, That'd be, be cool. That's kind of wishful thinking. Uh-huh. I'm going Ezekiel Turner. Ah, Ezekiel Turner is a guy that is just one of the best special teams players in the league. I'm going Zeke Turner. Limited on the practice report, but we both just decided he's going to play last segment, right? Big red guesses. We started to circle players and say, yeah, they're going to need them to play. Uh, All right. What's your big red here? When we come back, Wolf, how about uh, ASU, Oklahoma State? That's tomorrow night. What's going to be the key in that one? Sam Mays is going to join us. Uh, He is the co-host of the Hoover and Mays show, 97.1 in Tulsa former Oklahoma State football player. So we'll get his thoughts on this next. The Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Football Friday with Wolf and Luke. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Ah, there it goes. Wolf, you know the words. No, I don't. Okay. Um, Sorry. You know the words, don't you? No, we went through this last week. I know I yeah. know the beat. I know that we went through yeah, this I know. last week. Set me up. Right you know, see that? Taste it. Uh, wow, look at that. It's not even 1 o'clock. We've already started to turn on each other. Uh, <laughs> ASU's got Oklahoma State tomorrow night. Not exactly an easy one in Stillwater against the uh, Cowboys who look pretty good in their opener against Central Michigan. Joining us right now on the Arizona Sports Line is Sam Mays, former Oklahoma State player. And Sam Mays! Co-host of the Who and May's show on 97.1 in Tulsa. Sam, how you doing today? I am excellent. It's been a long time, guys. How are you? Yeah, it, it has been, man. We've been doing great, buddy. Really appreciate your time here. Talk to me about this game, ASU, of course, Oklahoma State. What is the first thing you think of as an analyst when I mention this game? Uh, take the over? <laughs> you think it's going to be a, a bit of a light-up session, is that it? You know, I'll tell you this much. I I honestly think that we're looking at a couple of quarterbacks that are looking to really kind of make their imprint on college football this season. I think Emory Jones was fantastic in game number one, and I get the competition wasn't elite by any means, but the control, the poise uh, that he had over that football team, over himself, the accuracy and the passes that he made, I thought he looked a part of one of the nation's top 25 quarterbacks in game number one. And I would say the same thing about Spencer Sanders. And I've covered this boy for four years, and I would have never told you those things about him. He looked as cool, calm, and collected as I've ever seen him look at an Oklahoma State jersey. So offensively, I'm very much uh, excited to watch those two teams play. I thought both offensive lines played well. I thought running backs are probably more of a definite thing at Arizona State. I like their backfield. they got some big, 
physical kids that can run. Oklahoma State's still trying to find an identity there on the offensive and in the running back room, but they have some kids that are talented also. To me, it's probably the biggest question is the defenses. And what do you expect at Arizona State's defense? What do you expect at Oklahoma State's defense? Last year they were top five. In game number one, they didn't look top 70. So it's a... you know, it's a, it's an interesting conversation, but I think we're going to see a better one of the better games of the weekend. I don't think anybody's expecting it. Talking to Sam Mays, uh, Sam, what you were saying about Spencer Sanders, he had a monster first week on Thursday night, actually the same time as the ASU game against Central Michigan. Also had a really good Fiesta Bowl last year against Notre Dame. So are you saying that he is maybe taking the next step or it's too early to tell because it was just the one game this year? I, I would tell you that I'm I'm leaning towards he's taking the next step. I've been very conservative in my analysis of him because he's such an odd duck. You know, quarterbacks have got a little bravado to him. This kid is he's very earthy. Is the way to describe him. <laughs> Sam, like what do you mean earthy? Like he's like he's like um, he's just unlike any quarterback that I've ever known. You know, quarterbacks are are aggressive leaders, and they you know they command a room and. This guy would be happy to sit in the back of the room and have nobody notice him. Like he's just, he's just very, you know, he's an interesting duck. And you know, I questioned his leadership a lot last year, and and I thought, you know, what he did to rally after that disastrous Big Twelve Championship game and that Fiesta Bowl was amazing. By the way, if y'all have any job openings, hit 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 your boy up. I spent a week at the Camelback, and I want to move out there. <laughs> Good lord, no doubt about it. But area. yeah, but Sammy, when were you here? When was that again? It had to be January, right? January. Oh, yeah, January. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? January is a lot different than July. Yeah, you got to be here in July first. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure it gets a little warm out there, but you know what? I can get naked too. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, nobody wants to see that. You're three. What are you? Three thirty? I don't oh, know. Dude, let me tell you something. Twenty twenty two. Big guys are in. All right. You can. Lizzo, Lizzo says I can be naked all anytime I want to be. Shout out to Lizzo. Oh man, goodness! On that note, right there, there's no easy transition off of that, my brothers. There just isn't. Tell me a little bit about Mike Gundy and how he's doing and the way he how his career projects going forward i think that the thing that we all probably never really understood about mike gundy is he's had all the success in the world in the last 10 years he's one of the top 10 winningest coaches in the last 10 years and he has never had a support system on campus that was in line with him in sync with him and for the first time ever in his coaching career he's got that he's got a new president that loves him he's got a new athletic director that's focused on raising oklahoma state's bar and getting him to the next level I think Oklahoma State is poised to do something special over the next 10 years. If they can just recruit, it's the one thing that he has never been good at. Like, you're right now, you're sitting at 64, 55. Like, he's got guys on his roster that have been offered by William and Mary and, and you know, these itty-bitty little schools. Fordham. Fordham, they even have a whole damn stadium. It's half of a stadium. Like, what do you mean you've got kids that have been offered by those schools that you're offering also? It doesn't make any sense to me. So hopefully with the athletic director and president in line, they'll all be focused on doing the right thing as far as getting kids in and giving them the experience that they need to have to, to be better in recruiting. But that's it. And then next thing you know, Oklahoma State will find themselves consistently in that top 15, which would be, which would be huge. 
Talking to Sam Mays. All right, Sam, let's switch over to the NFL. And since you host a show in Oklahoma, you're familiar with like half the Cardinals roster. Um, they are very dependent, especially because everybody else is getting hurt, on, on seemingly very dependent on a Kyler Murray-Hollywood Brown connection right out of the gate on Sunday against the Chiefs. What can you tell us about those two, you know, when they were together in college and just what you know about that connection? I, can we talk about Cody Ford per, first? We can. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I love what I've seen from Cody Ford. <laughs> if you're looking for a uh, a good interview, uh, make friends with Cody Ford. He's a good old boy. And he'll really? Is that right? A, oh, yeah. And he's, a, and he's just a straight-up goon. Like out of the 90s, you know, the type of guard that he's – if Cody Ford could legitimately commit felonies on the football field, he would do it. Like he's he's just an absolute animal uh, when it comes to the physicality of the game. And he looks to make a mark on the defender. He wants them to remember who they played against on a, on a Sunday. Like he's the real deal. So shout out to Cody Ford. Nice. Um, as far as Kyler and Hollywood Brown are concerned, you're talking about two of the most dynamic players in the game right now, and they have such a great relationship. They were always together on campus. They were always together for media events. I think they roomed together at one point, or maybe they they roomed when they traveled together. Like they love each other. Like those are those are boys. And so I appreciate you know Kyler's got that whole grumpy cat thing going on out there every once in a while. You can tell that he's you know he's he's a different dude. And I didn't necessarily know that about him until he became a pro. The thing that you just have got to understand about Kyler Murray is. He's never really experienced failure on any level, period. Yeah. Like, wrap your head around that. Like, the dude has never experienced failure on a football field or, frankly, any sports field. So I think when you take that, so he's got to be a little emotionally stunted, right? And that's not, me, that's not me taking a shot at that dude. I'm just telling you, it's like, it's like kids who grow up um, in extreme wealth. I'm not talking about daddy and mommy or doctors. I'm talking about extreme wealth. Like, I want to go to Cabo tomorrow, so let's just go ahead and book that trip today. Like, anything that you want. Those kids are a little bit weird. So I think that Kyler is a little bit weird when it comes to, you know, some of those things and handling loss and handling negative press and handling. So that when you when you get the pieces around him that make him more comfortable, I think it's it's what you what's best. So you go get him one of his best buddies on the offensive line. He's there now. You get him his best target in Hollywood Brown. He's there now. I think you see a a much happier Kyler Murray uh, on that football team. So shout out to Arizona for thinking outside the box here. Like you know, you don't see teams cater to players like that often, but I think they recognize what this kid could be. I mean, Kyler Murray's ceiling is Hall of Fame yeah. easily. That's what his ceiling is, and I feel like he can get there. And I think they took some good steps this offseason. Yeah, you know, honestly, um, I think Kyler needs to continue to improve as a leader. And I think he will definitely do that. What do you think? When you look at him, where does he need to improve to you? Man, I think it's probably, you know, it's rarely do you see a kid uh, get into the NFL and still be able to out-athlete it every once in a while, yeah. right? Like his, his athleticism um, is almost too big for the NFL occasionally. And I think the occasional success that he has just because he's faster than, right, just because he's elusive, just because he's Kyler Murray, it almost stunts him a little bit. Like Kyler Murray's biggest flaw is like he's got to learn how to play NFL football. Like the second that you rely on your coaching staff, rely on the knowledge of the game, your football acumen to be the thing. That needs to be your first step. What do I know first? And then let my body 
react and then let my physical, you know, gifts react. But I got to use my head first. And I think the second that he can start thinking like that, instead of thinking I'm Kyler Murray, I can do anything. Is the second that you see him take that step from being a good NFL quarterback to be one of the greatest of this era. So I just think it's it's that relationship with him and Cliff Kingsbury. It's a relationship that he has with that offense, and just understanding that the the best bet that he can, the best thing you can always do is trust the offense, trust the scheme, trust my teammates, and then you'll have success. You know, I'd, I'd put them first, and then put Kyler Murray second, and I think he'll be all right. Sam May is great stuff, man. Sammy, we appreciate you're awesome, the time, buddy. You guys are great. Call me more. (laughs) Yeah, you know what? As long as we just have to talk to you and we don't have to see that. That's great, Sam. (laughs) Thank you, bro. Thanks, Sam. Have a good one, guys. That's uh, Sam Mays, co-host of the Hoover Mays Show, ninety-seven-one in Tulsa. Uh, he joins us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. When we come back, Wolf, how is the Cardinals' coach feeling heading into this showdown on Sunday with the Chiefs? Cliff Notes is next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, ninety-eight-seven FM, Arizona Sports Station.